Welcome to the Men's Health Unscripted Podcast with Patrick and Cam. We're focused on everything on men's health, looking at your emotional, your physical, and your spiritual well-being. Here to take care of that and make sure you keep on going. What's going on, guys? It's Patrick with Men's Health Unscripted, and I have a really special guest, my cousin Joey Cifuentes. He is a professional fisherman on the Bassmaster Elite Series, uh, coming off a pretty big win here in Georgia a few weeks ago. And we're here to talk about some really important topics in men's health, like fatherhood, family, faith, uh, and fishing. So uh, I'd like to get started. Joey, how you doing? Thanks for coming on the show. Excited to have you. Yeah, man. I uh, appreciate, appreciate being on the show. This is cool. Um, and, you know, can't wait to get this thing rolling. Yeah, well, you know, here on Men's Health Unscripted, we kind of get like a lot of odd questions. So we started it. As you know, we're pharmacists and um, we started talking about different metabolic diseases and cancer and things like that. And we started realizing that men's mental health had become such an important topic. So, you know, talking about fatherhood and, and I know that you work a very rigorous schedule. I think you probably get a lot of people like, oh, that's you're just fishing. And it is nothing like that. So. Let's get into uh, a little bit about your career, just so people can get an idea of what it takes and and how much like actual work really goes into being a pro fisherman. Um, and just to let everybody know, I've been fishing with Joey a few times, and there is a lot of technique and a lot of like thought process and skill work that goes into it. It's not just throwing a line in the water. So tell us a little bit about your career, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So. Um... I started so when you when you start to try and become a professional angler, you have to stop start at the bottom. Like you start fishing out of the back of the boat with these guys in tournaments, and um, you have to you have to qualify and work your way up to get to up to the level where that I'm at. So that's taken me that took me about three years to get there. Um, and once I got to the front of the boat. Um, I've been fishing now. This is my sixth year fishing professionally. And it's, uh, so it's, it's a, it's a process that, you know, it takes a lot of work to get there, but once you, once you get there, what people don't realize what I do for a living is I travel all over the country. Um, I'm gone, like I'm leaving next Friday. I'm going to be gone for four weeks. I'm going to go fish four different tournaments. Um, and my tournaments are set up like we fish, we fish a four day tournament and three days right before that tournament, uh, starts, we have practice. So we fish from daylight till dark for three days straight. And then you're guaranteed to fish for two days. And then if you make the cut, it's kind of like a golf tournament. So like, you got to make the top 50 cut to make day three. And then once you make day three, then the top 10 fish day four. So you're fishing for seven days straight, potentially. And it is very physical and fishing is a, a really big mental. There's a lot of mental into it. Any, any sport that you do, you know, it's uh, there's, a, there's a big mental side to it. Um, there's, it's very extensive. I mean, we could talk about it for hours, but uh, <laughs> it, um, it's, it's a, it's, it's really tough. It's more physical than you think. I mean, you know, you think, oh, you're just standing up there on the front of the boat or some people may vision like guys sitting in a chair fishing. No, it's, it's intense. You have to be in shape. Um, there are guys that are, you know, probably overweight that do it, but they don't do very good. You know, you can tell the guys that really excel at my, my sport and fishing, like they're in shape, they work out, you know, they're healthy. And, and, and so, uh, so yeah, it's a, 
it's a really demanding uh, a sport, really. I mean, it's 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 tough, and the mental side is huge. Yeah, I know. Just being out, you know, with you a couple times on the boat, you know, just hanging out, and not even in a competitive situation. Probably just like your instincts go into high gear, and they're like, "All right, well, I got to use this lure, and we're in this kind of water," and things that I would never even consider as part of fishing or catching fish. I mean, I, I could you could just see like the wheels turning, and all these aspects are just running through your mind on just to catch a fish and it sounds so simple but there's so much that goes into it on top of that you're competing with other really good anglers that know what they're doing so um what's what's like the competition like on that tour are you guys friends you know is it like a bunch of people crazy is it you know what what are, what are you guys is it the whole thing yeah i mean it's uh well most of the guys are really good. I mean, everybody's friends, but I mean, when it, when it comes down to competition day, it's just like, you know, anything else, like everybody's, I mean, you're, it's cutthroat. Like there's, there's no messing around. We're, we're here to do this for a living and provide money for our family. So it's serious, but, but no, guys are, guys are really, really pretty fun. We have a good time and stuff like that. There's like uh, fishing etiquette, if you will, like when you're on the water, like guys are, pretty really respectful on on different things and like if you're fishing a spot like now but but it's be, that being said i mean there's guys out there that aren't i mean there's there's very few of them and usually they don't last long in this sport um if they treat other other guys like that but um because it just gives you a bad name in the industry and, and the big part of fishing is sponsors and stuff like that so you lose sponsors and like you just don't last long but but i, I fish the bassmaster elite series it is the highest level of bass fishing tournaments you can fish. So the competition is, is like, everybody is really good. I mean, um, it's very competitive. Yeah. So basically like to dumb it down for our viewers, it's like the major leagues of fishing. Yeah, absolutely. It's like awesome. the MLB NFL, the, the, the biggest highest level you can be at. That's awesome. So you said something a little bit earlier and I really wanted to talk to you about this because you know, we've had some questions we've done, like ask us anything podcast. And we've had some people say like, what's advice I, I'm about to be a new dad, or I've been a dad for two year old and none of us have kids. So we're like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, the big thing is like, you just mentioned a, a few minutes ago that you're about to go on the road for four weeks to fish. And I know that, you know, you're a great dad, great husband, and it must be so difficult to have to go out on the road for so long. So you know, as a father, what are some ways that you guys like cope with that? I mean, what's, you know, do you guys FaceTime a lot? Just what are some tips that you can maybe give to the dads? Maybe we weren't even on the road, but just how to, you know, be better communicators and work on, you know, life and fatherhood. Yeah. So, um, that is the hardest part, uh, of my job is, is leaving my family. And, um, this four week stretch I'm going on, typically I'm only gone for a couple of weeks and, um, so it's, it's tough, but yeah, we utilize FaceTime. I mean, my wife, every day she gets home, you know, we FaceTime the kids right before bed. I mean, that's really about all you can do, uh, as far as that goes when you're on the road, but, but, uh, yeah, just staying in constant contact with the kids and, and anytime we get a chance, you know, I, if, if I have an opportunity for a couple of days to fly home and, and if it takes, if it costs me a some extra money or something like that to go do that, to spend some, uh, you know, a couple of days with my family. Like I'm, I'm all in on that because life's short and those kids, they're going to, they're going to grow up uh, faster than you know it. I mean, my oldest daughter's four years old and, and it just seems like we, she was born, you know, yesterday really. So, um, so yeah, just, uh, 
just talking on the phone, man, and and chatting with them. I mean, it's all it's all you can do on the road, you know. So yeah, well, yeah, it just uh, it seems like a very complicated situation just because you're gone for work and you got to be gone for a while. So and you want to be there with your kids and you want to be there with your wife and it's just it's probably like you said it's probably the most difficult part of your job just being away from the people that you love the most yeah yeah and the other thing the big thing is you know m- my relationship with my wife like it's it's been tough we've had you know we've had struggles and, and with me being gone and her she works too so like um she's got her she's got her hands full when she's at home taking care of two kids by herself and and having to you know balance her job too and the same thing so it's it's um yeah it's rough but we 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 try and you know we try and do everything we can i mean she she's really good she understands what i do and um i can she she understands more now that she can see the potential of the money that i can bring in and, uh, <laughs> you know as long as you're making a bunch of money and <laughs> it makes it makes things a lot easier <laughs> right i'm sure it does well, that's yeah. good to hear. And um, so let's kind of transition that over to like your faith, right? I know that's a really big part of your life and pretty much always has been for as long as I've known you. So how do you use your faith to, you know, help guide you? And uh, what, you know, what exactly are you, you know, getting out of your faith, I guess, like when you're on the road in these tough situations, um, fishing and just like you're busy, you're working hard, you know what I mean? And and I know that that faith is a big component to keep you going. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we all, I, I grew up going to church, Pat, like, you know, I mean, it's just been, I, there was a point in my life where I, and this is for me, I felt like, you know, what, what am I here on? You know, what, what am I doing here in this world? Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and so I know there's a higher power out there and, and I, I believe in God and, and, but the thing about that is, is like, what he gives me is peace. Okay. And, and mental, that mental peace and like knowing that he has me and in his hand and, and, um, that, that really just, it's huge for your mental health, obviously, you know, I mean, I've seen, I've seen what he can do in people's lives and, and change, change people's lives dramatically. And like, you know, I've just been around that and experienced it and, um, definitely changed my life. So like, yeah, we keep that, we keep that number one. Um, and, and, uh, we stay, we stay very active in in prayer and, and going to church. And, um, I just, it's just something that means a lot to me. And I think that it's a great, you know, it's a great base for your kids too. You know, that's the other thing is, is, is getting them involved in that. And it's just a real positive, uh, there's a, a good community of people that are behind you. They stay positive. They believe in you and, and uh, you got to keep you got to put yourself around positive people. And and that that's, you know, something my dad always told me growing up was um, ha- being around or having those people. If you have a lot of negative people around you all the time, like they're just going to bring you down, man. You got to you got to be around positive people that believe in like, you know, your true friends really like are behind you and and believe in what you're going to do and and th- that family of people has has been there, and and you know uh, my my family, all of us, and uh, so it's uh, yeah, that's that's huge, man. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. And I know something that we talk a lot about on the podcast is um, community. I don't know uh, if you're familiar. I, I ask this to a lot of people who come on the show. You're familiar with um, areas of the world called blue zones? No. 
So blue zones, there's like seven of them in the world. Um, a couple would be like, there's one in Northern California. There's one in Japan. There's uh, one in Italy and like another one kind of in the Mediterranean. So they're scattered. There's like six or seven of them throughout the world. And basically they all kind of had like subscribe to a lot of the same components. And what it is, is that these people live very long, healthy lives. So they live like well into their nineties, one hundreds. And um, a lot of them garden. They have great sense of community. I don't know what their faiths are. Like, you know, it's different parts of the world, but they have these like community gatherings and they garden and they do things together. And listening to you talk about your faith is really nice because you brought up community and that's such a great space for, you know, spending quality time with your family and also having um, a positive outlet, you know, for your, for your kids to grow up with positive people as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I, I think the, I think we, as people are like, we have to, we're, we, we were, we're made to socialize. Like that's something that like we have to have, you know? And so um, having those, the, that community of people with you and those things is, yeah, it's, it's really big. Yeah. And even I'm sure you've, you know, seen it with some people is like, as people get a little older and, you know, their friends and family kind of drop off a little bit. Um, it's harder and harder for them to kind of maintain that sense of community because a lot of the people that they you know, loved or were close to, you know, pass away. And so I think that's what's really interesting about these blue zone areas is because even though, you know, some people pass away, like that entire community goes and helps like lift up the elders. And I think that's, you know, a lot of what, you know, your faith is about is like just taking care of the very young and the very old as well and giving every, being all inclusive to all ages um, probably just really helps with the older people and the kids grow up with, you know, positive impact. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that. Um, you know, with, with, I mean, we, we just, we want to take care of, we, we want to be, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, man, every person out there and, and, and uh, just, just be a, just, just try and be a, a good, you know, help people. I mean, it's, and it's really good for you too, in your, in your mental health, like, like doing that for folks and, and being humble about it. And, you know, that's, yeah, that's really big. Yeah. I love hearing that. Um, so we can kind of move on a little bit and, uh, talk a little bit more just about like, let's talk a little bit about the community that you have like on the road, right. And you have your home family, you know, your wife and kids and, and family that you're home with, but you also, I mean, do you have members that members of your fishing, um, I guess league, is a probably lack of a better term for lack of a better term, but you have anybody that you kind of, uh, have you had mentors or anybody kind of help you along the way on fishing that you might consider like a really close friend or family? Well, I have a group of guys that we, we all uh, travel with, or well, I travel with another guy, but there's a group of younger guys that are, that are, that are strong in their faith. And like they, that we all keep each other in check and make sure that when, we're out on the road. We're not, you know, holding each other accountable, not doing like staying focused on the job and not straying away. Like we're here to do this. We're, we're not going off and partying and, and have, you know, because right. if you, you do that, Pat, your, you know, your relationship with your wife and all that stuff's not gonna, not gonna work. So right. yeah, I've got that. I got that group of guys that, that we all in a text message and, and we communicate all the time. And sometimes we get to stay, to, stay together and, um, 
And I also have a guy that's really well known in the fishing industry. He's been fishing for 40 years. His name's Larry Nixon. And this guy has like, he's took, he's taken me under my wing. He's like my fishing mentor a hundred percent. And he's a, he's an excellent guy. Um, and, and he's really taught me a lot. And, and we, he's an older man. He's like 70, 71. So I room with him and he goes to bed early. And so, <laughs> so we, we, uh, but now we have fun, man. And, um, but yeah, I, I definitely have, I have that support group on the road and those guys like, like that's, that's, I really think that's, that's helped me over the years because if I didn't have that, um, you know, who knows, you know what I mean? Like, whew, I, you know, we, it, it's, but I'm just at the point in my life now that, that man, I just, I'm, I'm out there to work and do my job, you know? So. For sure. And I mean, everybody, you know, we've all been through the twenties phase and all that yeah. kind of stuff and it's cool and it's fun, but it's, you know, nice to settle down and kind of like, like what you said, you're focused on your career now and you're focused on your profession and getting better and providing for your family. So um, I can definitely see just, I know, I remember like the baseball days of yep. being on the road and sometimes, you know, you're on the road for a month, you're on the road for two, three weeks, like you get bored, I'm going to go party, I'm going to go do whatever. And I think that, you know, that, that's awesome that you have a really good group of guys. I think that's a good message for our listeners too, is to, you know, we can kind of go back to finding positive people to be around that support you, but then also you have, so you have that at home and then you also have that on the road with, you know, good, good other like league members and people that are all holding each other accountable and, you know, just really being a positive source of influence, um, you know, for a, what really is like, it's pretty tough to be on the road for a long time. If, if any of our listeners are listening and you've never been on the road for a couple of weeks for work or a month for work, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's, and yeah, nowadays, man, it's even worse. Like, uh, I think about that, like raising my kids and stuff, like all the stuff and the phones and the social medias and, and like, it's, um, it's going to be challenging, man. I'm learning as I go though. You know I mean? <laughs> That's all you can do. Uh, but, but anyway. Yeah. I mean, with a lot of our viewers, we talk about, you know, you are what you consume and it's not just like food and stuff, right? It's social media, it's internet, um, you know, porn and things like that, like alcohol, drugs, like all those things, you you become what you consume. So if you're consuming positive, you become positive. If you consume negative, it can really like, you know, be detrimental uh, to mental and physical health. So speaking of that, I know we talked a little bit on the phone a couple of weeks ago, and I noticed that you, I'd seen you on the internet and I noticed you lost a little bit of weight. And then earlier in the podcast, we were talking about how you got to be in good shape for fishing. Yeah. So what, you know, what triggered that or what did you do? Any, any tips or, or techniques that you used? Um, yeah. So I, I just found myself like, I was kind of in my, in my, as my profession, like in fishing and in my performance, I felt like I was, I was doing pretty good, but I just, you know, I was getting tired. Like, man, this is, it's tough when you have to stand up on a boat for seven days straight, like from daylight till dark. So like, I was getting really tired. You know, I just felt like I was, I wasn't really overweight. I was 225 pounds. Like I'm six foot two, six foot one. So, you know, I, I was a little, you know, just, just a little groggy and like, I don't know. I just didn't, I, I played baseball for, in college and I was in shape for such a long time. I knew I could feel myself like, man, it's, I'm just not, I'm not feeling good. 
<laughs> so I decided, I decided, Hey, I'm going to lose some weight. I need to, um, I want to get, I definitely want to win. Like I want to win one of these big tournaments. I want to, I want to do anything and everything I can to make sure that I'm, you know, mentally and physically able to go after these goals that I want to achieve. And, um, so I started, um, uh, I started doing intermittent fasting, been reading about it, did some research on it. And not only did I do intermittent fasting, I cut out like all sugar. Like I used to drink sugar in my coffee. I had, I love ice cream desserts, like you name it, sweets would eat it. And I think like when you, when you have your kids too, like there's a lot of tough times and it's really hard. Like when you have babies and you're trying to, you know, raise them those, those, like that first year of a kid's life, like it's tough. And so you're, I just kind of went in there. I was getting up in the middle of the night eating, like, you know, just bad things you don't want to do for your health. And, and um, so anyway, so I cut the sugar out. I started intermittent fasting and I don't know, within six months, I lost 40 pounds and I was at one, 180 right there. I've been holding strong at 180. I think I got down to like 178. And I, I haven't been like, once I lost that, that weight, like I haven't really been as strict strenuous on my diet, you know, like I'm still like, I stay right there at 180, 182 and a little less. And, and so I'm, I feel so much better though. Like I, I can, I can go seven days straight on the boat and just, you know, I just feel better. Um, and I didn't, the, the thing is Pat, like I didn't do any exercise. Um, I know it's good to exercise and stuff like that, but I'm i I'm a really active guy. So like I'm getting, I work here on our, my farm, on my cattle farm. And like I build fence and do all kinds of, uh, act, you know, strenuous activities all the time. So like I am doing that exercise. And so with that and the, in the, in the fasting and the, and just cutting out the sugar, man, like I, sugar is so bad for you. Like oh, yeah. it is terrible. I know you know that, but like, it is really bad. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that sugar does to your, I mean, especially your mental health, like, um, it's, it's bad. So I've, I got real, like I started reading all labels on everything and like, you know, natural flavors. If it says natural flavors, it could be like 15 different things. Yeah. It can be a lot of stuff. And, you know, people, I see people all the time. They're drinking. It says like no sugar. Well, I'm sorry, but if it tastes good, it's got some kind of sweetener in it and it's probably not good for you. So, so yeah, so I just cut that stuff out, man, lost weight. I feel so much better. Um, I, I, I yeah. And, and I mean, I'm, I'm fishing better. I've, I just won the biggest tournament, you know, a man could probably win in his, in his life, like, um, doing really well. And so it's just changed. It's really changed my life, man. Yeah, I was looking, uh, we were following you. I got a couple of buddies down here and we were following you there on the last couple of days and notice that um, like the final tally, you won by like 10 pounds or something. It was like a commanding win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. But yeah, I, I remember seeing you online. I was like, dang, Joey lost a lot of weight. Must have been doing some, but yeah, glad to hear about cutting out the sugar and things like that. It was um, sugar, sugar alone, like that refined sugar, the processed sugar is very uh inflammatory and causes a lot of issues. And even, um, you know, studies have shown that it elicits like a very similar response to drugs in the brain. So mm -hmm. it, it can be very detrimental. It can be addictive. I mean, there's a lot of issues with the sugar. So, yeah, um, yeah. I love ice cream. <laughs> oh, I know. I listen, <laughs> I, I'm not saying I'm when, when I was, when I was strict on the fasting thing, like I would stop eating, um, 
after seven, I think it was seven o'clock, I wouldn't eat anything. And then I wouldn't eat anything till 11 a.m. So I cut out breakfast completely, which is huge. I think, you know, like back in the day where, you know, our moms were like, you know, you need to eat breakfast or, or whatever, you know, it's good for you to start the day. Well, you know, I think there's, there's, I mean, I think there's probably some things that would be good for you, but um, I don't, I think we eat way too much. I mean, just in general and, and I love to eat and I used to eat a ton, you know, when you play sports, like, and you're, you're burning that many calories, like you're taking in so much and then you quit. And so, um, but anyways, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember uh, crushing those Snickers ice cream bars with you when we were kids, like pretty feverishly. So, um, so good. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what, like, you know, we don't really tell anybody like you can't have those things, right? Like that's not really a fair way to tell people to live just like, you know, maybe like a little less than moderation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it just really like it you're, I'm telling you, man, when I was, when I was doing that fasting and I cut out all that stuff, like I remember I had to take, I got my real estate license. I don't know if you know that. And I, I was studying for this test, dude. I was like, I passed that thing. Most people fail it. Like I think 40 or or 70% of people fail it the first time they take it. I passed both of them. I am a horrible test taker. I know that like it, it really like helps your brain and like your focus. And like, like I just felt, I just feel better. Like, you know, I'm, I'm telling you it's, 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 it can really change your life if you, you know, decide to lose some weight and cut out that sugar. Cause it is terrible. Absolutely. Um, so as we kind of like wind down a little bit, I want to hear a little bit more just about like, let's talk a little bit about fishing. Um, like we kind of touched on it at the beginning, but we're here with, uh, with the man pretty much. So let's, uh, talk about like, what are some of the things that like, how does your preparation go into it? So like outside of, you know, your diet and your regular routine, I mean, what kind of preparation are you going into? Like, what time are you waking up? What time are you going to bed? Um, is there anything that you're doing with your boat or your, tackle or your rods like the night before or the morning of to get ready for a tournament um you can't you know i know just going out with you a little bit there's a little bit of prep work but i mean for a full-on tournament i know you're going out there and you're like really you know pedal to the metal so what kind of stuff are you doing to prepare yeah so um basically when when i see my schedule for the year um i i immediately like i'm starting to prep for the entire year so that's like i it's I have to start ordering like certain tackle that I think I'm going to need. Like I may be going to some new lake and um, sometimes they go up to uh, North Dakota. There's a big lake or actually South Dakota, never been there in my life, uh, but we're not going there this year. But like, if I did, like I would already be like having to do some research on the internet, trying to find out like, okay, when was the last tournament there? Was it, what was it the same time of year that I'm going to be there? And how was it won? What kind of baits were they throwing? What species of bass live there? Like smallmouth. There's, there's three main species of bass. There's smallmouth, and then there's a spotted bass or a Kentucky bass. And then there's largemouth, which is predominantly what we, you guys have in Florida. Um, we have, we have all those three species here in Arkansas. So like, yeah, I mean, it, and it can go even further down than that, but there's there's that kind of prep work. Like, that's what I do going into each tournament. And then what I'll do is I spend a lot of time on my boat, like fishing. So this might sound funny, but if you want to be the best baseball player in the world or the best hitter, what do you think you need to do every day? Take swings. You need to take swings. Meaningful so, swings. Meaningful swings. Meaningful swings. So 
I promise you, and this might sound funny, but if you're not fishing, you're not, and you're not catching fish and like trying to catch big fish, like you're not in tune with what you're doing. So you, you're, you're not going to perform well. So you have to try and be on the water every day. Now I've got to balance my family and, and the, and my other stuff that I'm doing businesses or farm, you know, cows and stuff like that. So you have to, you have to be able to work it in. And I do, I try and fish, you know, two or three times a week. Um, and just kind of stay in tune with that. Like, like it's, it really makes a big difference. And, and uh, so, but prep work. Um, yeah. I've got like 40 rods on this boat right here. Okay. Uh, most people go fishing. They got like, <laughs> like three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have 40 rods I have in the back of my truck. I have like, the whole back of my truck, I got a camper shell on it. It is maxed out full of tackle. So like, if I go to a place and I need to like real quick, get a bait and I can't order it, you know what I mean? Like I can dig in my truck and get that bait, uh, 40 rods, reels, everything. I, I usually go like 25 to 30 rods rigged up with different baits to a lake I go. So I'm like constantly picking up stuff. I'm the thing is time management. Like when you're on the water, because you're, you're limited on your time you need to be as efficient as you can to try and figure out like how you're going to fish that tournament. You know what I mean? Each place you go. So, so that's big, but yeah, I, I tinker man here in the shop. Uh, we got ponds here around the farm. So I go fishing on those sometimes with the kids, like, we, we do stuff in the ponds with the kids sometimes, Pat, and like the kids are catching them on this weird looking piece of plastic that I threw over in a box that came out of my boat. And like, <laughs> I'm like, Hey, this might work on the lake. And then I go catch fish on, you know what I mean? So like <laughs> stuff like that, but, um, yeah. And I got baits, you know, um, that, that I mess with that I try and get to run right. Cause it's crazy like in depth i mean it's like a golf club you know how they you got they they might have to shape it or or fit it to a guide stuff like that like you do that with baits sometimes they don't always run right and if you can get them to run perfect like you can get them it dude it's endless <laughs> on the things that, yeah that mess with that people don't think about but you you have to you know what i mean to to right. be at the top and win you know a big tournament yeah it it seems like just there's so much that goes into it. So how many, how many rods can you have? So if you're fishing in a tournament and it's game time, you're out there, are you only fishing with just one rod and it's you? And I know you got other guys in the boat, but can you post up rods and things like that? Well, so the tournaments that I fish on my, on the, the highest level on the Bassmaster elite series there, I am the only person fishing in the boat. Okay. There's no, I don't have anybody else fishing in the boat. I have a guy in my boat that sits in the chair and he makes sure that I'm, I'm not, I don't do any cheating or anything like that, you know, to, to keep it really fair for everybody, like, which everybody's pretty good about that. But sure. Uh, so, and, and when you're fishing, you can only have, you can only be fishing with one rod at a time. You cannot use multiple rods, but I can have a hundred rods in my boat rigged up if I wanted to, I can, and, but I, I have to put one down and grab the other one. I can't try and throw two. We don't, we don't, you know, a lot of people may watch TV or saltwater fishing and they're trolling out there. Like we don't do that. We're on the front of the boat. We're casting, making casts like, like constantly all day long, but only one rod in your hand at a time. Okay. Yeah. Cause I I've seen a lot of the uh, saltwater fishing and I've noticed, I see a lot of your social media too. And I've just noticed that, you know, before, I guess there was other people in the boat. So now there's yeah. been a change. Yeah. It, so those, 
that level, like when I, it's called a co-angler, the guys that fish out of the back of the boat, but those smaller level tournaments to get to where I am now, like they have guys in the, like when you're working your way up to get to where I am now, you're going to be fishing with guys, like two guys in the boat and you're not on a team, you know, that guy's fishing against everybody else that's fishing in the back of a boat in that tournament. And all the guys in the front are fishing all against all the other guys that are fishing out of the front of a boat. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're called boaters and non-boaters or professionals and co-anglers so what i'm at now there are no co-anglers like it's just one guy on the boat and hopefully a camera guy in the boat filming you catch big bass and right <laughs> a donkey as we call them yeah, yeah <laughs> what's the uh so i'm gonna fire off a few questions as we wind down a little bit what's the uh biggest fish that you've ever caught uh the biggest fish i ever caught is a 10 pound well you should say, you should ask me what the biggest bass I've ever caught or biggest sure. both. How about that? Let's do both. So the biggest fish I ever caught was I was with my dad. We were at Boca Grande down in Florida and we were tarpon fishing. Pat, were you there? Possibly. I was on one of those trips. Was it with, uh, I think Ryan or Daniel was with us. It might've been. Yeah. I may, and maybe, I don't know. I want to say maybe you were there. I didn't even think about that, but I, caught I think a I was as well. I caught a tarpon. I actually think like we came up to the boat maybe and it got off, but I remember the the tarpon jumping over like the corner of the boat and like flying over the boat. Anyways, that was a giant. It was like 150 pounds. I, wa I was there. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't think we caught a whole, bu a whole bunch of tarpon, but I remember like, like reeling on that thing. And I was over there, like the guy was like, real, 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 real. And then all of a sudden I heard something and the tarpon's like flying over the, like almost over yeah. my water's falling on my face. <laughs> the, <laughs> the fish jumps over the boat. Um, so that's probably the biggest fish I ever caught. Um, the biggest bass I ever caught is 10 pounds, eight ounces, which is really anything over 10 pounds. is really big. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that's their biggest fish is a five pounder. So 10 pounds, eight ounce. Um, this year when I was in Florida, I caught a 10, six, almost beat my record while I was down there just messing around before I fished my tournaments. But, uh, but yeah, that's it. So, um, what is, what is one thing that you were just super proud of as far as like how your career has shaped out? Um, the time frame. I, there's guys that fish that, the 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 trophy that i won i'm gonna grab it real quick because this will be cool yeah show it off yeah this is the trophy right here uh by the way this thing weighs i put it on the scale it weighs 38 pounds so this is like granite on here and and i don't know polished aluminum or steel or something like it's it's super heavy but anyways yeah, it's nice so the the time frame uh man to be honest with you because like there are guys that fish their uh, 20 25 years and they never have a chance at, at, at winning one of these or never will win one and there's people that have fished their life and never win one of these i did this is my sixth year fishing professionally and i've already got one of these trophies and that's you know there's guys that's that's done it maybe a little quicker um but to do that, to do what I've done and, and it, to get to the level that I am in the time frame that I have is, is probably one of the most things I'm proud about. Yeah. All right. That's a, uh, that's awesome. That trophy is pretty, pretty sweet too. Um, so what's your favorite part about being a dad? 
my favorite part about being a dad just the you know the little moments like watching your kids run around the house like when they can first walk and and taking them down to the pond and like them catching a fish you know or or you know just just talking like when they start talking and they're like hey my kids call me dad daddy-o so i'm daddy-o and i think that's awesome and so like like jovi she's uh she'll be two in september um she's just now saying like dad she says dad doe she's like dad doe you know where are you you know stuff like that so like that's really cool i mean those things when, when you when you kind of step back and look at them like you know it's hard to believe that you're our dad and and that you're you know you're you've got these kids that you made like i made these or i mean my wife <laughs> obviously it took two people to make the kids but like right. <laughs> this it's it's man, it's, uh, it's, it's a blessing. I'm, I'm thankful. Like there's a lot of people out there that, that can't have kids. And, and uh, so I, I just, you know, I'm just super thankful, man. Like that, those little moments like that though, that's, that's what, what's awesome about her. When, you know, when your kid going to bed, they say, daddy, I love you. You know, like, I mean, that's just, that's awesome. Man, that that is awesome. So we'll have to do this. Um, You know, we'll see what happens when they're teenagers and we'll do this podcast again. Yeah. we'll see we'll see what you have to say yeah it's probably going to change a little bit um just from talking to all my friends and and the different changes in the in the kids and what they go through and <laughs> um, yeah i may be cussing them next time you come on here <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny so last question uh before i let you go you got any good fishing tips for any of our viewers any uh anything that you care any secrets of the trade if you will you care to to divulge um, I, what I want to say is take, like, take, I know we're busy. We have, you know, we got work and we have all these things we got to do and, and different things, but like, just slow down for a minute, go find a body of water. If you live in Florida, I mean, good grief, you're surrounded by it and there's lakes everywhere, but go, go fishing it. I, I was reading something the other day about people that that's like are around water and they see water like they they're just healthier mentally. And I don't you shouldn't type that in on the Google and see if you can read about that because I don't know. Yeah. I know I read it somewhere, but it like it's really good for your mental health, like 100 um, percent. So do that and take a kid fishing like my dad took me fishing when I was a kid, like outdoors just being out there and uh, you know just with with the animals and i it's catching fish man like it's it's just good for them and it's good for you um so that would that's that's that would be my advice is is take a kid fishing and just get outside and get away from you know all the all the stuff and chill yeah i can agree with that i think um I have read a similar article or a similar piece of work of going out on the water, like seeing the sunset or seeing the sunrise and things like that. Just out in the water is a very calming effect. And um, I'm sure it's person to person, you know, I'm sure there's people that don't like the water that much, but I I would have to agree with you. Like if I go out to the beach and I'm sitting out there, it's great just to chill out, watch the water kind of roll in and watch the sunset, watch the sunrise, something like that. It's really nice. It's cool. All right, Joey. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. And last and maybe most important thing, where can my viewers, listeners, or followers find you? Um, 
you know, anywhere that you care to disclose website, social media, all that. Yeah. So on my social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I got a YouTube channel. Everything is Joey Cifuentes fishing. So if you just at Joey Cifuentes fishing, you will find me. Um, and then I do have a website, Joey Cifuentes fishing. You can read, read about it. I write a little blog, uh, I haven't in a, in a little bit, but I've been trying to write a blog every uh, once in a while this year. Um, so I've got some cool stuff on there and, um, and yeah, but we'll, we can, I'm going to share this thing, man. So guys follow your page or on social media, they'll be able to see that, you know, see that stuff too. So cool. Well, yeah, I'll definitely put it in the podcast description. Um, and then you guys, I know you guys are listening, give us a follow, give us a good rating. And um, wish Joey luck at his next tournament. Bring home some bacon. Yes, sir. Thanks, Pat.